This is the Fantasy Road Show. DND is dynamite. DND. Don't draft these fucking players. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, welcome in everybody to another episode of the Fantasy Road Show. We are your hosts. My name is Truck. You can find me at Fantasy underscore Trucker. His name is Culls. You can find him at Culls underscore Sports. Follow the show at Fantasy Road Show. Check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash sports ethos. And check out our sub stack. Links in the box. At least in our link is in the uh, at Fantasy Road Show bio. Um, yeah, written content's going to be flying off the shelves. We got an intro to Fantasy Roadshow. We're posting our rankings tonight, uh, draft uh, dynasty and uh, redraft. So those are updated after these last week two preseason games. Um, yeah, that's uh, in season rankings, waiver wire, sit starts, uh, kind of everything, all the goods. So definitely uh get your roadmap sign up for oh the yeah um all right mike we are here today to talk about our players that we are not drafting this is our list of players to recommend everybody out there do not draft these guys they're being drafted too high in our opinion we're just there's zero chance that any of these guys will end up on our fantasy rosters uh mike do you have anything to add to that statement um no just do not draft. Um, you will not see a single player I talk about on any of my rosters, um, including best ball and um, redraft. Okay. Dynasty. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so uh, without further ado, Mike, let's buckle uh, all right, all right, all right. Let's kick it off with quarterbacks. Um, I am going to preface something that I don't have anybody on my quarterback list that I'm not drafting. I, I'm i going down the list of all the players, um, and I can make a case for drafting almost everyone. I want a very elite quarterback early in drafts within the first five rounds. That's ideal. But if I don't, I'm, I'm fine drafting those mid-tier guys past round 10 area and even later on. So um, I have no one on my quarterbacks that I'm not drafting. I am willing to draft pretty much everyone on the quarterback list. So, Mike, I know you have a couple guys you want to talk about in the quarterback room. And why don't you go ahead and take it away? Yeah, um, I know what you I, I kind of know what you mean by that. So, um I was just going through my rankings and I kind of feel the same way. Uh, however, I am not drafting. Um, I mean, this is going to come as no surprise to people that have been listening <laughs> to the show, but I am do not drafting Geno Smith and Anthony Richardson. Um, I mean, Brock Purdy. Let's add Brock Purdy to that list. Okay. And yeah. Do not draft Mike, I th Brock Purdy. I think if you um, were to post a poll on Twitter that said, like, who who do you guys think will be on my do not draft list? I feel like the three names that would be mentioned, oh. Geno Smith, Anthony Richardson, and Brock Purdy. So I just, that's very, uh, that's yeah. very you. So, yeah. So, like, Geno, obviously, um, I've been pretty vocal about him having an anomaly of a year. Uh, I just don't think he's very good. I think now coming into year two, 
Um, teams, defenses are going to have a lot more film on him, put him in some bad spots. And quite frankly, that's going to lead to um, very bad quarterback play, which is why he hasn't started for the last 10 years. And listen, I could be wrong. Um, he had a great year last year. All of his metrics that you want to see um, you know, we're good. And maybe Pete Carroll is just the quarterback whisperer. And that's why Russell Wilson had such success in a lot of those same areas, deep balls, et cetera. But, um, I, I just don't like, I, I, I do not, I'm, I'm just going to play the history, the history game saying there's a reason why he hasn't started the last 10 years. And, um, we're going to see that this year with teams with more film and being able to prepare. But he's got every single weapon you could ever want around him. Oh, yeah. So I understand that. Um, I understand people are projecting the Seahawks to be a pretty good football team this year. But I don't know. I think it, that's not going to be the case. I don't even know where they go from here. Like Drew Locks had a good preseason, but I also don't see them just yanking Geno this year. So I think maybe regardless of play, he kind of stays the quarterback most of the year. Yeah. Um, and then Anthony Richardson, like I just, I've been pretty vocal there as well. I understand the athleticism, greatest athletic quarterback of all time, uh, all of this stuff. But I think when it comes down to it, he doesn't have the intangibles of what it takes to be a good quarterback. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think he's going to make bad mistakes. I think he's going to turn the ball over a lot. I think his completion percentage is going to be really bad. Uh, yeah, of course he can break away and you know get you yards with his feet, but how sustainable is that? How many games are you going to win that way? I just don't think he's a good quarterback. Uh, he didn't win in the SEC. Um, he's just I, – I just don't see that working out. So yeah. – um, and then, like, listen, like, if him and Purdy were combined into one quarterback, they would be maybe the best ever. Purdy does have all the intangibles, the good decision-making, the composure, um, doesn't turn the ball over. He's got all of those intangibles, but I just don't think he has the talent. I don't think he has uh, – I don't think he's a step up from Jimmy Garoppolo. I think – that's why they haven't won a Super Bowl yet is because they don't have a quarterback that can make that big play against big teams. When you have Mahomes making freak show plays in the Super Bowl and you have a guy that can hand it off and throw screen passes to Debo Samuel, I just don't think that gets you over the edge. Therefore, I don't think Purdy lasts as starter all season long. Um, I just, well, I don't know if I should say that either because I do think the 49ers are that good that they can make someone like him look good like they did last year. Yeah, definitely. But Purdy, Purdy is not going to win you a Super Bowl, end of story. He's not a full-time starter in the NFL, end of story. If he was on any other team, almost any other team, he would be dog shit. Cut. He would not be a star. Yeah, he'd be cut like, from the team. Not, not cut. He could be a great backup quarterback, but if he was not – if he didn't have the roster of the 49ers around him, he is not – winning six straight game, whatever it was, six and oh, six and one, whatever his record ended up being. Yeah. Um, he's just not, he's not a good quarterback. End of story. He he's, he's a good decision maker and has all those winning intangibles, but you place him in that, in that system and yeah, you're going to win games. But if you play Sam Darnold in that system, you're going to win games too. If you place place Trey Lance, we've already seen, G 
Jimmy G. We've seen fucking CJ Beathard win games with them. Like Nick Mullins, you put an okay quarterback, someone that's not going to turn the ball over in a system of Shanahan surrounded by McCaffrey, Ayuk, Debo, uh, Kittle, you know, in the best defense by far in the NFL, and you're going to win games. So um, those guys are on my do not draft list. I don't want any part of them. You're going to see a lot of their position players on my list moving forward too. But I think we're in the. I think we're in a new, new part of the NFL, a, a new phase, a new, a new world in the NFL where if you don't have an arm talent and if you don't have an elite quarterback, you're going to struggle to win games because now, looking at my rankings alone, there's you know, 15, 16, seven, there's close to 20, 20 quarterbacks in the NFL that I would consider very good quarterbacks. And you just have new crops coming in every year. So um, these are teams that do not have that. Therefore, I think they're going to struggle. Yeah. I mean, everything you said makes sense. I totally understand it. Um, my only back backlash on that would be, um, their, their prices, you know, like Gino's going right around QB 15 Richardson's going to ride around QB 17. Like that's cheap enough for, for me to take a chance on them in the right setting, uh, the right position of the draft. And I mean, with Richardson, man, you know, where is Richardson going QB 17? What, what, what's your ADP website that you're using? Um, to fantasy find pros, um, Anthony Richardson and ESPN is going quarterback. Yeah, isn't that 16? Isn't fantasy pros the one that's skewed by like CBS or something? I'm disregarding CBS. ESPN is 16. Yahoo is 18. Sleeper is 12 and Roto sports is 17. So right around quarterback okay, 17. I, I, I've done mostly sleeper, so I've seen him, I guess, drafted higher than that. I think of him being drafted higher. That's why, I, regardless, I think he sucks. But yeah, um, yeah, I know I, I know what you're saying. I mean, Purdy, you can throw a dart out late and maybe they go on a winning streak and he can be, a, you know, a guy that you plug in there when you need someone. Yeah, but spot start. To me, there's just so many better streamable quarterbacks oh, that i'm not even touching them yeah matthew stafford kenny pickett um yeah you know uh, even sam howell is like in my mind has a <laughs> I, I don't necessarily love him either but he has good <laughs> he has good receivers around him he has eric Bieniemy, and he can run the ball and he can make plays happen so like yeah i, I don't know i just like baker i can make a case for him even though i think he sucks in his borderline do not draft well He's not getting drafted anyways, so you don't even have to bring him up. But yeah. anyways, yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I mean, they're not like the craziest ADPs. So yeah, and uh, I mean, in today's I'm, age, I'm hard passing. Yeah, today's age in the NFL too is, um, you know, we saw what Justin Fields did last year, threw for what 20, 2,200 yards, but he rushed for a thousand. Uh, you know, he wasn't very prolific pass uh, a passer last year. So if Richardson has a similar type of season where he has an insane rushing upside and a pretty weak arm. I could still see him, um, you know, doing better yeah, than uh, the QB 17. Exactly. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I don't think the Colts are going to be very good and I don't think he's going to be a very good quarterback either. So um, I, I agree yeah. with what you said, but I feel like in the right setting, I may take a chance on those guys. So I don't want to say that they're not, they're 0% <laughs> chance. So, 
No leagues that we're splitting together. That's very true, Mike. This is a this is a team here. Okay, we, you know we try to compromise, and I am not going to um, force your hand in any. Anyone decision. that is on either of our do not draft lists, you will not see on any teams we split together. That is so. that is one hundred percent accurate. So, um, I think um, you want to just jump right yeah. into running backs, or did you want to say anything else about quarterbacks? No, I mean just to say like how you don't have any quarterbacks on the list. I think like that's why for me. Uh, we'll get into my guys and I may have one on my list, but for the most part, like any of these top, you know, top 13 quarterbacks that I'm looking at on my rankings, I'm going to grab the best value because I'm okay starting any of them. Yeah, exactly. Like Daniel Jones, like I'd be happy to start Daniel Jones if I could get him, you know, at, at around much later than these top seven, top eight guys. So anyways, yeah. Um, running backs start us off. Yeah. So running backs, the first name I want to mention, um, and I want to preface, he, he was on this list of mine prior to this whole contract negotiation is Jonathan Taylor. Um, I recently, uh, in my dynasty league, I traded him away. I just think get it, bringing in Anthony Richardson, who's a rookie rushing high upside quarterback. Jonathan Taylor last year, he had a, a major downtick in usage and uh, efficiency. Yes, he was dealing with that injury um, throughout the season, but I'm just fading Jonathan Taylor um, where he's being drafted. I don't want him on my team. Um, I tend to fade away running backs that don't uh, that aren't active in camp. Um, usually they end up getting injured early on in the season or they're just not totally acclimated to the NFL play style by, you know, the week one, two, three area. So I'm fading Jonathan Taylor. Uh, it could be a mistake. He could come in and they could be feeding him the ball if he ends up getting this contract figured out on a one-year deal or something. But um, I'm just – I'm not going to have any part of that on my team. Yeah, I'm not I, – I have no problem with that. I mean, there's a lot of luggage that he carries this season. And um, quite frankly, if you swing and miss, then the, – that's not good yeah. in the first. Yeah, because in the first three rounds, you do not want to that's swing. Exactly in this, what I was so. going to mention. Yeah, we mentioned that prior, and uh, you want to take safe picks in those first three rounds. And to me, he is not a safe pick. Yeah, um, high upside. Like you want to minim- you want to minimize your risk in the first few rounds, and then you know get those high upside players later on to win. I mean, that's just like a pretty standard bl- blueprint. So yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, I have no problem with that. I have um, I have a couple players that I'm going to name off together because they're in very similar situations. Okay, Al- Alexander Madison and Brian Robinson. Um, they're both Madison, especially he has he he he's a bell cow, um, and he's going to have every opportunity to to win and run with that role. And he's actually in a very good fantasy production role. So like that running back for the, for the Vikings um, is very high upside. Yeah. We've seen that a lot. I mean, Dalvin cook. So however, like, and he's done well when Dalvin cook's been injured, but I just don't think he's very talented. Um, I think he's being drafted in a range that I like a lot of other running backs. And even if he falls, I don't see myself really drafting him because I think the Vikings are going to be really bad. And I think that he's going to lose production split throughout 
the year to Ty Chandler. So for me, like, yeah, he has all the opportunity right now. I just think over the course of the season, his role is going to diminish and he may not ever get lower than 50, 50 with Chandler, but I think that's going to continue. He's going to continue to lose production there. Yeah. Um, And same kind of thing with Brian Robinson. I think he has a relatively long leash for the Redskins. So he may be, you know, be there for a while this year, but I also just don't think he's a very good running back. I think they both get yards that they're given and then don't have much big playability or um, get much more than, you know, much more than the the yards that are blocked in front of them. So I think Brian Robinson, same story, loses um, loses his role over the course of the season, and Antonio Gibson eventually takes over that backfield. So yeah, they both like are RB ones on their teams, and quite frankly, Madison is a bell cow right now. I don't think Robinson is much, but no, um, because of their talent, I just I am not touching either of them with a 10 foot pole. Yeah, I totally get that. And I mean, just look at the, I'm looking at the pocket at which these guys are being drafted in. Alexander Madison is in the range with Miles Sanders, Rashad White, Cam Akers, JK Dobbins, um, even Javante Williams. Like those, I would take every name I just mentioned, I would take over Alexander Madison. And then the same thing with Brian Robinson. You got um, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Antonio Gibson, Zach Charbonnet, like, all of those names I'd be taking over Brian Robinson. So yeah, in those pockets, I'm not really considering those guys in any situation, really. Yeah. I mean, like I'm looking at it as well from the last three weeks of what AEPs are. And in that's uh, I'm taking, I think, I think Javante Williams is now out of Madison's range, but I'm taking Dobbins, Akers, James Cook, Rashad White, Alvin Kamara, even like DeAndre Swift over Madison all day. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then Brian Robinson, like, I don't care where he is on the draft board. He won't be on my team. Yeah, absolutely makes sense. Uh, I'm going to bring up a name that's, um, you know, just like JT being drafted very, very high, um, possibly higher than anyone else on either of our list, but that's Austin Eckler. Um there's a couple reasons why I'm fading Eckler this year. Number one, he's being drafted way too high. Okay. Just point blank period. Period. Um, also with that, like last year he set. Why, in, why way too high? Um, Isn't, was he RB? Was he RB one through three last year? I yes. know he's had like incredible years the last two years. So, yes. I mean, is that too high if he's being drafted? Maybe it's just, he's being drafted like where he, he's produced the last two years. Yes. He's being drafted at his ceiling. And I don't think he, I don't yeah. think he gets there this year um, with the addition of Quentin Johnston. If Keenan Allen and Mike Williams end up staying healthy, um, yeah. like a lot of his production last year came from the passing game. He's, he set team records for most receptions, yeah. most targets by a running back. Yeah. And that was because Mike Williams and Keenan Allen played four healthy games together. So like, I don't think that's the case this year. Yes, he's a touchdown machine. He's a great in the red zone, and he's going to get his touchdowns. I get that. But where he's being drafted, I would much rather have an elite wide receiver. I'd much rather have yeah. Bijan, Saquon Barkley, Nick Chubb. I'd, I'd much rather have these other guys that, you know, uh, in my opinion, yep. are going to be better this year. So, um, yeah, not- I com- so I completely agree with you. I was just challenging you because, like, 
he is really good. It makes sense why he's drafted. No, uh, not even that. It makes sense where he's being drafted. And quite frankly, like the first round guys are pretty much all drafted at their ceiling yeah. because it can't get any higher. Of course. But but like I, I agree with you on all those points with Eckler, and I do like I like Bijan, I like Barkley, and I like McCaffrey better than him. Like no questions asked. But um, and I agree. I agree with all the points you made as well. But um, you know, I, I understand why people are taking them. I mean, if you've had them the last two years, you've been very happy, right? Um, but I agree with you. His age is another thing. Like, yeah. very rarely do running backs hit thirty and produce at that level still. Um, so I, I understand that. Yeah, I would. Um, I'd agree with you that there's so many other picks that I like before him in the first round. I just named three running backs, and now I can list off Diggs, <laughs> C.D. Lamb, exactly, uh, probably Amon Ra as well. So I agree. Yeah, it's just I, it's hard to envision an, uh, a world at which he drops far enough for me to take him. Yeah. So like, there's there's do not drafts, uh, do not like. There's do not draft lists on lists on based on where they're being picked. Um, you know, if he falls to the second middle of the second round, then of course, yeah, I'll like, take him. You probably draft him. Yes. Um, but is that realistic? No. So that's, I, 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 I can see that and I completely agree. Um, but um, so, Another guy that I'm I have on my list is Rashad Penny. Um and I just think as we get further along in the offseason and these roles get a little bit more defined, yeah. Um Penny's role is getting smaller. I think Swift has looked awesome um in his very small sample size, but um I I'm starting to get pretty bullish on Swift to be honest. I think he he fits well into that offense and behind that line you give him space and he just does so much with it. So, um, I think Swift and Gainwell have been getting a lot of the talk and Penny, like, you know, he had a big run in this last preseason game, but didn't really have any burst when he got to that second level, which is pretty concerning. Um, and then I think the Eagles do kind of see, um, see sermon with more potential in terms of just like athleticism, I guess. Um, I don't know. I, I, I for some reason, I, I think that Rashad Penny and you're starting to hear rumblings that he could potentially get cut and be the odd man out of this backfield entirely. Uh, someone is, it's going to be someone. And the fact that Penny's name is being thrown in there with sermon now is very concerning, especially, um, with him being drafted, where is he? Uh, Rashad Penny. He's being drafted right now at 108. Um, so eighth round or ninth round. I'm just when I can get Charbonneau, who's looked great again this. Um, oh yeah, this he looks really week, good in that I game. Can get yeah. you know, a chain Bigsby. Uh, I I just I'm not taking a guy in the ninth round who might be cut, um, and he's just. He's going the wrong direction. End of story. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and my last guy that I want to bring up real quick is uh, someone by the name of Damian Pierce. Damian Pierce 
is being drafted right now at running back like 15, 16, ahead of Kenneth Walker, ahead of Miles Sanders, ahead of Alvin Kamara, Rashad White, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, and I'm I'm not drafting him there. I just think the team went, went out and got uh, Devin Singletary for a reason, and he's – you know, we saw what he did in Buffalo last year. He he was pretty good. So um, I think they end up using Singletary a lot more than people think. And I'm not willing to take Damian Pierce at his current price. Um, pro- and I'm honestly not really looking his way, even if he falls to me. There's so many really good running backs in this middle tier range that, you know, I, I don't think uh, Damian Pierce is worth the draft pick. Yeah, I think I, I, think I agree with you. Um I wouldn't be, I'm not prepared to put him on my do not draft list. Um, but I'm probably not drafting him. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's probably like a, it's probably like a 5% chance I would draft him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I like Singletary. I, I, I have to revisit how, what I think about the Texans, um, this year. Uh, they're a team that like, I don't think they're going to be very good this year. I mean, granted, I, I'm hopeful for Stroud and the receiving options and Schultz, but I just don't think uh, um, Pierce gets enough scoring opportunities in the red zone. I don't think he's involved enough in the passing game um, to really make a difference or be in the top 20. Yeah, I'm trying to shuffle through my notes. I have them winning four four and 13, and yeah. their over-under is at six and a half. I mean – I feel like that's pretty, pretty high for a rookie quarterback with an offense that they don't have too many weapons. I don't know. I need to revisit that. I, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not necessarily like completely off on Pierce, but I'm certainly not targeting him. So I, I could agree. Yeah. But let's go to wide receivers. Um, why don't you start? I'm going to probably bunch a few people together. Yeah. So. Um, just why don't you start and tell us? Yeah, I feel like this when looking at the wide receivers, the wide receivers is some of these names is definitely like, I think regardless of whether they fall or not, I'm just not drafting them. You know what I mean? A lot of the case for running backs, it's if they fall far enough, maybe you'll take them. But a couple of these wide receivers, I'm going to start with a name that is being drafted too high. In my opinion on a great offense is T Higgins. I'm not going to have any, any T Higgins on my team. Um, I just think his upside is capped with uh, Jamar Chase there, and he's kind of being drafted in that range that uh, is still an elite wide receiver. So um, I'm not drafting T. Higgins. There's not many bad things I can say about him. I'm just not going to have him on any of my teams, other than regardless yeah. of, you know. <clears throat> yeah, um, I don't think I agree with this one just because I do think he's a 1,000-yard receiver still. Um, so, yeah, he's – being drafted like right outside like, like right outside wide receiver 12 right um let's see one two three four five six 14 um so yeah i mean like i have him outside of waddle alave devonta and then higgins uh that's where he falls like are you, in adp are you taking and ridley I, over higgins yeah, probably, but I'm not taking Metcalf, Debo. Keenan's probably a coin flip. Um, so, I mean, I 
I kind of disagree just because I think he gets a thousand yards and he's not like egregiously. If he was before Waddle, Alave, and Devonta, and I would need all of them to get drafted until I pick Higgins, then I think I would maybe be on more on board. But yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, there is a world. I, I haven't been getting a lot of Higgins and I'm certainly not targeting him, but if he fell, then I think I would consider him. Um, it really just depends if I went like Bijan round one and then, you know, Garrett Wilson and Higgins or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm probably taking Calvin Ridley over Higgins, Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins. I'm, I think I'm taking all of them over T Higgins. So that's just, I like yeah. too many people behind him in ADP for me to be drafting Higgins on any team. Yeah, I get it. I, I, I'm not sold on Hopkins yet. Um, so, but I mean, I do have Higgins as my wide receiver 18 and he's being drafted at 14. So yeah, I mean, I like some of those guys more, but right now I have them ahead of Hopkins, Judy, Watson, even Keenan. I'll probably switch Keenan. I'm starting to grow on him a little bit more, but I yeah. do think his age is concerning. Um, so anyways. Yeah, um, who do you got? What do you you say you want to group have, some people together? Yeah, I have um DK and Lockett. Um Yeah. And to go with for your obvious Gino Smith. reasons. <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. I've talked about Gino. Um, and then I also have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Yeah. Um, because I'm kind of I'm kind of out on Baker, and I'm out of that whole offense besides Rashad White, um, just because I think Baker's going to drop the ball off so mo- so much. Yeah. Um, and quite frankly, another guy on my DN- DND list who I can add into this conversation is Pittman, um because he's right next to Lockett. So you have Pittman Lockett in that same range. I'm a bigger fan of Pickens, Dotson, Gabe Davis, um, Hollywood Brown. Uh, so yeah, I just like even like maybe even Elijah Moore. that's getting pretty aggressive, but, (laughs) but um, I totally understand the thought process. Totally. understand. Yeah. Like I don't like, I don't think Anthony Richardson, like, I'm just out on all those quarterbacks, Gino Baker and Anthony Richardson Baker. Maybe I think could try to get the ball to Evans to get him that thousand yard season. And Godwin's a great wide receiver too, uh, as well, I should say. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I do not believe in Gino. I do not believe in Anthony Richardson. So I'm out on, you know, his main target, their main targets. And then, Evans and Godwin, who has been such a good combination together. I just, I haven't seen Baker support good fantasy receivers uh, very often. And um, Evans is age, obviously. Godwin's been getting banged up. Quite frankly, I just think the Bucks are going to be bad. Um, so, you know, that's a product of that. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with uh, basically everyone you just mentioned and the takes with them. Um, the only player I would even consider drafting in the right scenario would be Mike Evans. Um, but it's gotta be the perfect scenario for me to draft him. I'm not targeting him in any drafts. So, um, <clears throat> I want to mention someone by the name of Cortland Sutton, someone I was very high on last year. Um, as of recently, I mean, we, from the 
first couple of preseason games, we haven't really seen Denver clicking like we want to or like we should. But Sutton just kind of seems like the odd man out now. Um, Jerry Judy has firmly cemented himself as wide receiver one. They got that rookie with Marvin Mims, who could, could be a deep threat. And then you got Greg Dulcich, like, um, along with Samaj P. Ryan and Javante Williams. I'm not drafting Cortland Sutton on any team, and pretty frankly, uh, regardless of how far he falls, I'm just not looking his way uh, in any scenario. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, Sutton, like, I don't necessarily, I'm not completely off on him, but again, I don't think that I'll really be drafting him. I just think, like, his ADP has how bad they were last year baked in, and if they're a little bit better this year, then he's going to improve on that. And you had the Tim Patrick injury, so his role improves because of that. So, um yeah, I, there is a world that I could see myself drafting him. It's just he's going to have to fall past. I mean, what? Sky Moore, Elijah Moore, Zay Flowers, Gabe Davis, Court, Quentin Johnston. Yeah, behind them. Yeah. like, But I'd probably draft him above Juju, probably above Dobbs, Jameson Williams. What about Bateman? So. Yeah, probably Bateman and Odell, Jacoby. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like, just because of I think Denver's going to be better. He's a very talented receiver. Yeah. And quite frankly, like, that Tim Patrick injury might mean something. I mean, Vegas had Tim Patrick at, like, 525 and a half yards. So, 500 yards back on the table that I think Sutton is the main benefactor of. Um, So, if – I mean, it's the same kind of thing as Gabe Davis. Like, I'm starting to be pretty bullish on Gabe Davis because of how much I love the the Bills in that offense this year. And he had that ankle injury and he burned a lot of people. So anytime someone burns the public like Sutton and like Gabe Davis did last year, then that following year, that's going to be baked into his ADP and there's going to be some value there. So um, I think Sutton has, for all those reasons, not targeting Sutton, but if he fell, I would consider him, I think. Yeah. Um, So anyways, um, you mentioned someone... Kadarius Tony, he's on my do not draft list. And honestly, like for me, it's just because where he's being drafted, which is obviously he's fallen quite a bit, but even still, you know, 97th, he just has a dark cloud over him for me. Like, yeah, the talent's there. It's kind of like the Claypool thing where I don't think his attitude's very good. I think he's kind of a piece of shit. Um, So you have that. combined with his inability to stay on the field with injury. Yeah. Something about him just gives me the ick. So I'm out on Tony. Um, I'm out on Juju Smith Schuster as well. Yep. Um, Reach. I just don't, I just don't like Juju in general. Um, I think he is older and just like you, if you, he wasn't good for Patrick Mahomes in an offense that desperately needed someone. Um, and he was fine, but now you have Mac Jones, not Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball. And, um, you're in an offense that I just think is going to be running the ball and leaning on Ramondre a lot. 
um, and their tight ends a lot. Like Mac Jones is good with the tight end because he doesn't have to, you know, sling it to. He's just not. He he's likes those safe throws better than slinging it out wide to someone like Juju. I don't know. I'm just out on Juju. I'm out on Mac Jones being a passing quarterback. Um, and you could talk me into the tight ends very late, but going at in the 10th round, I just think there's so many better options. Um, and to be quite honest, like I'm going Dalton Kincaid and Dulcich primarily in that, in those rounds. So I'm not even looking anywhere else, but, um, out on Juju out on Odell Beckham. I like Mark Andrews and I like Zay flowers. I do like Bateman much more than I like Beckham. So um, will Beckham have a game or two? Maybe, but I just think he's kind of a shell of himself and not going to be back to that Odell Beckham that people like to think about. Yeah, I completely understand where you're coming from there. Probably won't have much Odell Beckham on any of my teams. Such a prima donna. Um, he's not a Raven either. Like Ravens are badasses, and he's just not a badass. He's a little. <laughs> that's a very boy. That's bitch. a very good point. That's a very good point. That that uh, Ravens yeah. carry a certain demeanor about themselves, and he kind of yeah. lacks. Right when he starts being a little pussy on the field, Harbaugh is going to be like, "All right, this Get is not Ravens football. Yeah. Get him the fuck out." Yeah, um, go all right, to LA. Well, one last wide receiver I wanted to bring up, who I'm not drafting, uh, will not be on any of my teams, is Deontay Johnson. Um, Deontay Johnson um, is someone who in the very, very early stages of the soft season, I was contemplating as like a bounce back candidate. He had like 800 yards last year and zero touchdowns. He had like 80 some targets and zero touchdowns. Um, I don't think that Kenny Pickett is going to be very, very good this year. And I do think that um, George Pickens is going to become that wide receiver one. And, uh, really show out there in Pittsburgh. So I'm not drafting Deontay Johnson. I'm not looking his way. Uh, His name is pretty invisible to me uh, on draft boards. Yeah, I think Pickens is, uh, Pickens is the guy to own there. I think him and Pickett have established a rapport together and a chemistry that um, is unmatched and, We'll see. I, I just think Pickens is be- slowly becoming the wide receiver one, um, and he's going to take over as the alpha in the wide receiver room. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm good with wide receivers. I don't know if you have anyone else to mention, um, but that's kind of my list. Yeah. No, I don't have anyone else. You you mentioned a lot of the guys on my list, so um, yeah, I'm pretty good. DK there. Lockett, Evans, Pittman, Godwin, totally off on those offenses. Pittman as well. And then Tony, Juju, and Odell, um, those are on my list. Do you want to read off your list, and we'll go to tight end? Um, yeah, I had T. Higgins, Deontay Johnson, Cortland Sutton, and then obviously the Pittman, DK, uh, Juju, you know. Yeah. Okay, um, so moving on to tight ends, this is going to be just more of a statement from me in general, um, and – I think Ryan agrees with me. Yeah, I don't I may, I don't have be some people. I don't have much to add. Maybe some to the tight ends. But there may be some people that you take off of the list that I kind of have right Okay. Here. All right, let's um, hear it. Cuz I know there are some names that you like, but I so I'd be interested to hear your your take on that, but the way that I look at tight end this year 
is I either want Kelsey or Andrews. And quite frankly, I'm not targeting Kelsey. Um, maybe if he fell to like nine or eight, I'd probably start looking at Kelsey, but, um, he's not, he's typically not going to be there for when I would draft him. Um, I'm just looking at the board right now and I would go Jefferson, Chase, Bijan, Diggs, CD Lamb, all before Kelsey and potentially even Tyreek Hill. Um, so that's not going to happen. I'm not going to get him in most cases, but Mark Andrews is someone that I'm targeting. Um, and that's based on, you know, going mid third round. Um, I just feel like, and even if he falls further than that, but I just feel like he's a good safe pick and he's going to have a huge year, uh, benefit from Munkin's offense. But quite honestly, from Hawkinson through Njoku or Schultz or Njoku, I'm putting all of them on my do not draft list. So Hawkinson, Waller, Kittle, Pitts, Goddard, Ingram, and Fryermuth. I would probably take Waller out of that because yeah, I would as he's well. The fourth, I don't know. I mean, even that, I'm probably out on Waller just because. I'm drafting your like Ayukes, your Dobbins, your Acres, that running backs in that tier. But I understand Waller. He's going to be a target. I mean, he was targeted four times on their first opening drive. Yeah. Um, in, in, I just, in preseason, I, I just think he's got. I don't know, man. He's being drafted as the fourth tight end now. Like even that, I don't like. But anyways, that mid, that entire mid tier of tight end. I just think like I don't see any value there. To be completely honest, like there's just so much value in the running back and wide receiver, or even like you can grab a Lawrence or a Herbert. Um, instead of those tight ends, I just like the way that I view tight end is you have someone like Kincaid who I'm hyper targeting. I want him on every team because he's being used as a wide receiver. Um, if he has wide receiver numbers, he's easily going to put up 6,700 and five touchdowns, which is pretty much Dallas Goddard's ceiling. Um, so, you know, I think. Kincaid, if he's used in the slot and the number two receiving target for the Bills, he's going to be top three, top five guaranteed tight end. So I am hyper targeting him. Um, like there's no scenario where Njoku has better numbers than Kincaid if he's used in that role, which I think people are starting to realize he is going to be used in that role. Same with Fryermuth. Evan Ingram's in a crowded wide receiver room. Um, so Goddard, I mean, I don't know what else to say other than I like Kincaid in the pick 126 way more than all the way up to Hawkinson, who's going at 46. Um, so for me, that whole mid-tier tight end, it's just like in order to be a top five tight end, you don't need that much. Um, I don't know. I, you can expand on it a little bit because I don't think I really summarized it as good because for me it's just like 
as simple as Kincaid is going to be targeted as a wide receiver. And I like him way more than those guys, but also like you're going to see guys like Laporta, Higby, Everett, Juwan Johnson now is being talked about big Gasicki. Like those are all guys that are being drafted in the 12th through 16th or 17th rounds who could very well be top seven, top 10 tight ends. I don't know what else to say than that. No. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it in years past. Um, there's not much that separates that like tight end five to like tight end 15. Like they're all very, very similar. So I completely agree with what you're talking about. That middle range uh, tight ends I'm staying away from. Um, I, the only name I would take out of that is Darren Waller. Like you mentioned, um, if I've been getting, I was able to get Darren Waller pretty late in a couple mocks and depending on how I start the draft um, based on roster construction, um, if I take you know one running backs and wide receivers heavily early on, I'm totally fine grabbing Darren Waller uh, if he falls a little bit. But uh, I'm not reaching for him at all. Um, and you know, basically Hawkinson, Kittle, Pitts, Goddard, Ingram, Njoku, Fryermuth. I'm just kind of fading all of them. Uh, I do like Dalton Schultz, Cole Komet, Kincaid, Higby, Dulcich. You know, everybody later on, you get so much value down there that there's really no point to me drafting these middle range unless Darren Waller falls enough. So that's kind of my summary for tight ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, not everyone's going to agree with us on that take, but quite honestly, like, that's – there's just so much value there. And I, and I think we'll come up, we'll come out with some content that kind of walks you through like where we feel, uh, what we're targeting at each draft position. And I think that will be pretty helpful to explain. Um, because you're going wide receiver, wide receiver early. I mean, I, I don't think it's worth talking up about right now. Um, but keep an eye out for our content. That's going to show you, um, uh, like how we're drafting in each, each position. And that will kind of sum up our, or at least give you more of like an in game analysis of why we're passing up on tight ends in those rounds. Definitely. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. So be on the lookout for all that, uh, new stuff coming and, uh, we appreciate you guys listening and watching us on youtube.com slash sports ethos. Make sure to check out the Substack. follow the show, follow calls and truck on uh, Twitter. And other than that, buckle.